0: Welcome. You just clicked on a beginner's podcast. What's the beginner's podcast? The beginner's
1: podcast is where people begin to open their hearts and their minds to a new reality. Enjoy. So, um, I'm reading this book by Mary Pfeiffer. It's called Seeking Peace Chronicles of the Worst Buddhist in the World. It's a really good book because. She's pretty much the opposite of a Buddhist. She's like this stressed out woman who became famous from her number one selling book and didn't like fame because she had anxiety
0: and she hated being on stage and
1: just constantly could not stop herself from overthinking stuff. She's not claiming to be like a sage or like a guru at this shit. So she makes me feel like I'm getting advice from just like another person like me. So it's cool to just get advice from someone you know is probably worse off than you, but working really hard to figure out solutions and tricks to staying calm and staying composed and being centered. So um, I want to just read this little excerpt from the book, Um, uh, yeah, enjoy. We humans carry more or less the same template for growth. We are all born in a certain family in a particular time and place. We arrive on the scene with certain gifts and deficits. Family members educate us about our tribe and its rules. We traverse the same developmental stages and share critical life moments, birth, childhood, and young adulthood, the commitment to a partner or a community, and the death of family and friends. We make choices and are swept away by fate. People, place, and time shape our lives just as wind shapes the Nebraska sandhills. Most of us eventually face crises of confidence, or what St. John of the Cross described as the dark night of the soul. Spiritual traditions have many examples of this. Jesus was forsaken in the Garden of Gethmain, and Muhammad was unhappy with his life in the Mecca and retreated to a cave in the mountains where he experienced his first revelation from God. Mental health professionals call this crisis a breakdown. I used to do that but now I call it a gift. Gift. Of course, not all people grow from crisis. Some refuse to accept the need for redefinition and orchestrate their own intellectual and emotional shutdown. Those who do grow manage to stay awake to the anguish, confusion, and self-doubt. This requires a high tolerance for discomfort and pain, as well as the ability to see it is not as they wish it to be over time the people who continue to struggle emerge wiser kinder and more resilient after they have broken and rebuilt themselves they feel less breakable living is a complicated process a journey of discovery that never ceases as I grow older the basic facts of life seem increasingly simple the closer we get to our core the more we realize that we are like other people my fear and sorrows are yours as is my harsh self judgment to be good and to feel loved Is your desire too We all seek peace. peace Her words are my words And then maybe my words are also your words And the fact that we can relate to that Means that we're not alone And that's cool To like know that you're not alone That someone out there Is also feeling the exact same way You are word for word That's pretty cool I guess this episode is just quotes from books So there's another book that I have Called When the Chocolate Runs Out By Lama Yeshi I'm going to open it to a random page and read from it. When you enter into any meditational
0: practice, it may at first seem very difficult. Discouraging thoughts may frequently arise. How can I meditate? I'm new to this and I know nothing about meditation. Besides, I've created so much negativity in my life. I'm such a bad person. How can someone like me ever hope to gain realizations? This way of thinking is completely mistaken. You never know what your level of attainment can be until you try. Because your mind is obscured at the moment, you do not know what your true potential is. If you try your best, you may surprise yourself. Whenever negative thoughts about your capacity arise, be brave and think to yourself, whether I am completely successful or not, at least I'll try to gain some experience.
1: I like to think of meditation as a time for our brains to process all the information. If you have used any computer or software program that requires a lot of heavy CPU work, then you'll know that you can work on the program for maybe like 15 minutes, but eventually you have to let it pause and then the little buffer sign is gonna turn and it's gonna go from like zero to 100% and load and process all the data that you've just inputted into it. So humans are the same, we need uh, a time to just sit in quietness and solitude Um, we can close your eyes or you can keep them open but it's just a moment to do nothing and you may think that you're doing nothing in the moment which that's what it feels like but what's happening is in your subconscious a lot of stuff is going on behind the hood you're processing stuff you're letting things settle you're letting all your thoughts run through In Buddhism, they call it the monkey mind. You let the monkey mind come up and you observe the monkey mind and eventually the monkey gets tired and goes away. And then your ox mind comes in slowly and takes the monkey mind's place. And the ox mind is powerful, strong, sturdy, and centered. By doing nothing, you let your monkey mind have its time to have fun and let all those thoughts up. Eventually after like 30 minutes, it will go away and you'll just be chilled out. I'm not the first one to say this. I mean, this is like every single meditation teacher I'm just repeating what they're saying. Anyhow, thank you for listening to this podcast. Peace.